If life was like a play, then the director had the ultimate power. The power to blight men's lives or to give them what they most longed for. Even the power to utter the ultimate yes or no. Tonight was a special engagement, one night only. Never to be repeated. The stage was a hundred-year-old two-story house lit from top to bottom, as if electricity cost nothing. The director watched from the quiet residential lane. At the director's side was the killer. It was a walk-on role with no dialogue. Now for the lead actress to make her entrance. Anticipation grew, thrumming like a bowstring. But where was she? Ah, there. In the basement by the window, phone clamped between ear and shoulder, pulling a box from a shelf. The director nodded, and the killer raised the gun. The lead bent over and set the box on the floor. Then she knelt beside it, dropping from view before the killer could take aim. The director motioned for the killer to wait. Exhaling slowly, the killer lowered the gun. It was all right there on Facebook, Mia Quinn said into the phone as she tugged at the lid on the blue plastic 18-gallon storage tub. Darren's dad made screen captures in case anyone tries to take anything down. He showed me a few of them. Facebook is God's gift to prosecutors, Colleen Miller said. A couple of months ago, I had this defendant on the stand. He swore on his mama's grave that he didn't sell drugs and that he'd never even held a gun. Then I asked him to explain why, if that were true, he had a Facebook status update showing himself holding a Glock, smoking a blunt, and flashing a sheaf of hundreds. Colleen laughed. It was all over right there. It's hard to argue with proof that we can put right up on the screen in front of the jury. Mia finally managed to pry off the lid, revealing fishing supplies, a tan canvas vest, a tackle box, and a reel. There, that wasn't so hard, she told herself. This stuff can go in the garage sale no problem. The cold from the basement cement floor seeped through her old jeans, worn soft as flannel. Outside, the dark pressed up against the windows, half set in the ground. Summer had passed in a blur, and now winter was coming. Colleen said, I love how defendants can't help but post incriminating pictures of themselves flashing gang signs and all the stuff they're not supposed to have. Now, if only we could get our witnesses to stop using it. You know, the other side is checking it just as much as we are. As prosecutors for Washington's King County District Attorney's Office, Mia and Colleen didn't get to choose their clientele. The hard truth was that sometimes the victims and the witnesses they built a case around were only a little bit better than the bad guys they were trying to put away. This was blue-collar law, not white shoe. It was down and dirty, blood and guts, real people as opposed to companies squabbling genteely over money. But being a prosecutor also meant you made a real difference, which was why Mia had been glad to go back to work at the same office she had left nearly five years earlier even if the reason she needed to return was terrible. When I left, I don't think we were checking the internet nearly as much. Still on her knees, the phone pressed up against her ear. Mia dragged over another box from the nearest shelf. No matter how much she didn't want to face this, it had to be done. Now everyone tweets or has a blog or at least a Facebook page. Even my dad is on Facebook, although his picture is still that generic blue silhouette. Mia pulled the lid from the second box. It held the vintage black pinstriped suit Scott wore when they got married. In the wedding photos, he had looked all ears and teeth and Adam's apple, too young to be getting married.
Over the years, he had fleshed out to the point he complained about love handles. Underneath the suit was a cardigan his mother had knit him in college, cream-colored with two stags rearing on the back. He had never worn it. The sweater and suit were like so much else down here, stuff Scott had never quite parted with. A lot changed while you were gone, Colleen said. Frank's the district attorney. The murder rate is lower than it's been since 1955, even though the economy is in the toilet. And now a killer is likely to be some crazy guy with a grudge and a bunch of guns and a plan to take out a whole restaurant full of people. And of course, everyone's on the internet now, even bad guys. Right before you came back, I prosecuted a guy who claimed he didn't even know the victim. Only I found photos of them together on his friend's Flickr account. Colleen's low laugh was tinged with sadness. If there's one thing this job has taught me, it's to turn over rocks. But sometimes you don't like what you find underneath. Lately, I've been thinking how flat-out ugly it can get when you start looking.